Hey guys, hey, hope all is well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for this week's message. Our last episode, guys, we talked about fighting like a Christian and what that actually looks like. I want to give a special thank you to everyone who do, who donated, sponsored, or just sent a word of encouragement to my babies as they prepared for All Stars. Um, if you've been on my social media, you have seen that in the last month or so. We are officially knee-deep into All-Star season, and it has been tiring, <laughs> but good, but good, because every time I go to a game, I get to just experience the joy and the getting in their in their zone, their talent that God has given them. So it's been amazing. Um, we finish up the season in the end of this month of June, and I'm very, very happy about it. <laughs> I'm very happy about it because it is very time consuming. I know it's been about two weeks since we have, um, since have have recorded a podcast and I miss it. I truly miss it, but I'm here now. I'm here now. Um, if you haven't already listened to drop, um, not drop, but yeah, drop your worldly weapons and fight like a Christian. The last episode, please go back and listen. I have heard great things, how it has helped so many people and no uh saying ouch because some of the things that have, that was mentioned kind of stepped on their toes and like I told them listen God be getting me together too listen it's just not you guys um but we're in this thing together and we're iron sharpens iron you know we must um help one another build each other up is what the Bible tells us and anytime God is correcting me or giving me a revelation or just showing me ways of um, him that are different. My number one goal is always to share it with somebody else. And that's how this podcast come about Um, getting off social media. And I'm like, well, how else do I get the word out to your people, Lord? And being off social media has been the absolute best thing that has ever happened when it comes to my time, my mental clarity, when it comes to just seeing life again for what it is. Like, if you haven't already listened again, I have a mini series on social media um, and utilizing it. And God has just brought me in a different way of using my social media. So many personal things, um, so many personal convictions. Um, number one is just the attention, being seen, posting selfies, things that I didn't even realize were kind of like, my go-to, you know, um, and realizing that stuff like that, like crept in that vanity, you know, I love pictures. I love taking pictures. And sometimes you can just get caught up in self. And that's one thing from social media. Another thing is just, um, my time, my time and, you know, how much of a distraction that social media was for me. So even work, um, each, each week, my manager or every two weeks, my manager and I meet and we go over like audio hours. Cause I scribe for a few doctors, um, not in town, but in Missouri. Um, and so, yeah, we go over those audio hours of how many I've hit for the month. And I literally have doubled the amount of audio hours that I have that I had been doing in the past 
And I know it's because I'm not as distracted picking up my phone between patients or um, waiting on a recording to finish or paste um, or waiting in between uh, getting a recording. Like, I'm not as distracted. And that has been a huge deal for me, just realizing the distraction that social media has caused. Um, And so if you want to hear more about social media and a different perspective about using it, make sure you go back and there's a little mini series, I believe episodes 16 and 15, part of 14, 15 and 16, that kind of gives you a little insight about social media. And maybe that could be some of use to you if you're just feeling like brain fogged or just feeling like you're always behind or feeling like, you know, you just need a break. It may be a social media break. You don't need a break from life because life is going to life. <laughs> life is going to life. But it may be those things outside of life that we cloud our day with that needs the kind of cleansing, right? So, yeah, try that and see. Anywho, but I'm back on a um, consistent workout routine. That's another thing. And I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm sleeping okay. <laughs> sleep has just been sleep. It's, I don't know what's going on with sleep, but I do fall asleep a little faster because I'm not scrolling before I go to bed. And I've heard several doctors say, you know, putting the phone away, putting a little electronics, turning off the television. Um, so your body can wind down really has a major impact on, you know, sleeping well. But yeah, so I start a new job next month. I'm just giving y'all all kinds of updates because <laughs> I'm not on social media and some people are. You know, I do realize that some people do miss, like, what's going on with you? Like, what's going, you know? So I guess a little update here. I started a new job in uh, July. I'll be spending three days in office and two working from home still. So I guess they call that hybrid. I'm going back into the workforce. I'm going to meet some people. I get to talk to people. I'll be teaching um, I'll for UAB Medicine. So it's through the... It's for the hospital, but it's through the university, so I'm actually super excited. This is the first job where my degree has allowed me to do everything, Um, implementing programs, teaching on those programs, and as well as advocating for patients, and that is my ultimate goal. I'm so excited to talk to adults again, (laughs) y'all. Very, very excited. Very excited about going back to work. Um, but God is doing some very amazing things in my life and I'm here for it and being able to see him do this step by step without any distractions has just been the ultimate chef's kiss. (laughs) So anyway, without further ado, let's get right into the inspiration for the week. Do you guys use a checklist, you know, for things that you have to get done I kind of do and I kind of don't. Um, and I'll give you an example. Usually it's, get, it's just to get back on track with stuff. If I need a checklist, I'm kind of like all over the place. And so I'll sit down and be like, okay, this is what my day needs to go about. This is what I need to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, prime example. So when I worked um, my business and I worked my business for one year before going back to work, I, that was my sole income. And so I worked my business with free time. I could do my business all day. And so I knew going back to work that that time had to be shared with an actual job. And so what I did, I sat on the patio and I wrote down what it is that I typically do throughout the day. And I blocked out those hours that I'll be working and kind of rearranged my 
um, my business tasks around my work day. So I do use a checklist in that sense. Um, as this job is approaching, um, when I start this new job next month, I'll probably make another uh, checklist because this is a new job that I've never done before. Um, and I want to be familiar with prioritizing the tasks that come with that job. So a checklist is going to help me um, better place a task and time together, right? Um, so in a lot of cases, a checklist can be necessary. Let me know if you guys use a checklist. Like, you know, just go on my social media and be like, yeah, I use a checklist. I know I hate checklists. <laughs> and if you don't, you know, explain why. But so a lot of cases, a checklist can be necessary and helpful. But one thing I want to point out is that on this Christian journey, a checklist will likely do you more harm than it will do good. And here's why. God is not interested in us just getting things done for the sake of saying we did it. Typically, when we make a checklist, it's to make sure we don't miss anything, right? Make sure we've done what we needed to do for the day. Boom, did that. Okay, what's next? What else do I have to get done? Boom, done that. Um, God's not interested in that. He's not interested of you checking off anything when it comes to him and your Christian journey and their lifestyle. Um, you know, he says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That's first Corinthians 10 and 31. Um, and Colossians three and 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. So in that sense, in itself, you think about the task that you have to do for the day. God said, work hard at it. Don't just check it off. Don't just get it done. You know, checklists tend to number one, cause you to rush through the task, right? You ain't thought if your task is to wash clothes, you're not thinking about, who what they wore that day or what they did when they wore this maybe you just putting the detergent in this water this clothes in putting that lid down and getting out of there to say you done it right so if it caused you to rush through the task um lack of intention for a positive outcome and then lack understanding of how to how the task has actually helped you there's no uh, what's the word I'm looking for meditation behind the task when you're just kind of getting it done right you don't appreciate the opportunity. For example, you're reading your devotion, right? And we all have been there. You read it and have no idea what you just read. <laughs> I'm not the only one that has done that, right? You read it and then you're like, what did I just read? What did this even just say? Did I even understand this? Like that versus taking your time to process what you're reading. That's what helps you to get to know God much better. When you actually read it, you take time to think about it. You take time and process it. That builds your relationship with God. On this Christian journey, it's all about building a relationship with God and not just getting those tasks completed just for the sake of saying, I completed my task for the day. Intentionality. It helps shape who you are or who you're trying to become. When you become intentional about what you're doing and about serving God and about living for God, intentionality produces better results. Uh, My son Ashton, he plays baseball. And he didn't play well the other night. 
And what he was just out there, very unintentional, very lackadaisical, very lazy, very just nonchalant. And it showed, right? He did not play with intention to win. He did not play with intention to make a play. He did not play with intention. And so we sat him down that night and we talked to him about intentions, what it looked like going after the ball, creating plays, and anticipating a good play, being prepared to do something once that ball came his way, right? Because I told him, I said, you are not very fun to watch tonight. I said, you were out there having meltdowns, and he was, y'all. He tried to tag a guy with the ball, and the ball had rolled, rolled out his hand, and the umpire called him safe, and he was just out there cutting up and like, dude, you didn't even have the ball, so what are you cutting up about? I mean, he it was embarrassing, actually. I told him that was very embarrassing. Like, you out there having a tantrum like a two-year-old. And so we had to remind him of who he is. Like, boy, get it together. We've seen you perform much better than this. Sometimes, y'all, we just got to be reminded of who we are. You going through this life with this checklist with no intention and no – no results producing, you better remember you a child of God. Listen, the people of God do things with intention. We look for results. We, we look for God to do miraculous things. Listen, okay? But we had to remind him of who he is when it comes to baseball because he's an amazing player. We had to remind him of being intentional, creating those plays. And so the next night, he went out there, and this was a game that I didn't get to go to because I was at Jordan's practice or Jordan's game, one or the other. And so he went out there the next night not to just get the task done. He did a phenomenal job out there creating plays, minimizing his mistakes, playing amazing defense simply because he had intentions to do it. We even got a message from his coach and said, that was the best defense I've seen Ashton play all year. Sometimes we just got to be reminded of who we are in God and how we really supposed to live this life with intention, with purpose, with, 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 what's the word? With zeal, right? Same thing on this journey. Like I said, you, when you start your day with intentions to glorify God and everything you do, miraculous things happen. You don't just get through the task of the day. You have a phenomenal day. Am I wrong? Am I right? I know I do. I know when I wake up with intentions to serve God, with intentions to to put him before my day, asking him to go before me, lead me and guide me, uh, show me what you want me to do, tell me what you want me to uh, say. I have a phenomenal day. Fight the battle for me, whatever come up against me, Lord rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus when I am intentional and I mean business about it I'm gonna help him have a good day and you will too when you sow a seed of lackadaisical lazy going through the motions getting it done you're gonna reap a harvest of the same you're gonna reap a harvest uh, aka a lifestyle that reflects the same intentionality brings forth anticipation anticipation produces opportunity an opportunity for action that equals miraculous days. Has everyone um, 
has anyone ever done something for you just because you wanted them to? Like, just because versus, okay, they've done, like, you've asked them to do something, right? And they don't really want to do it, but they only do it to please you. It hit different. Listen, it hits different, doesn't it? It's almost like, you know what, bro? Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it because I can just tell in your spirit that you have doing this. You 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 got attitude. <laughs> you got a whole attitude because you're doing this. Like, never mind. That's my favorite word. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Like, I don't need you to do it just because I asked you to do it. And inside, in your spirit, you really got an attitude about it. Like, I don't even want it after that. Right? So why would we treat our relationship with God that way? You attend church every week because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. You never have a real encounter with his, with his presence while you're there. You leave the same way you came in because it's on the checklist. Well, bloop, went to church. Boom, did that from 11 to 12.30, check. Meanwhile, you know nothing more about God or yourself than you did when you stepped foot in the door. Every single time you meet to hear the word of God, you should leave with something, a new mindset, better understanding, a self-reflection, more wisdom regarding his word. It's never a check and done when you come into worship, when you come into hear the word of God, when you sit before the Lord in your devotion. Never should be checklist. Uh, last night during Bible study, we were um, studying the scripture regarding putting on the whole armor. And how every day we are going to battle, right? The flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For who may not, for those of you who may not be familiar, um, who may not be familiar with the spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit, I'll do a little bit of explaining. Um, so basically, the spirit is the things that are of God, right? Righteousness doing what is right according to the word of God. So the world says, here's an example. The world says it's not wrong to be in a same-sex relationship, right? But according to the standards of God, such activity is wrong. It's unrighteous. And so the flesh is, is that part of us that desires what is opposite, as the scripture says, contrary to the things of God, right? The scripture says the spirit is contrary to the th things of the flesh. And so that un that wrongness is unrighteousness. I hope you get what I'm saying. I want you to go to Galatians 5, 16 and 17, and that explains it perfectly. It says, this I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 17, for the flesh, for the flesh lusteth, against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary, I mean opposite, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So the spirit wants you to go right and the flesh wants you to go left. Baby, the flesh wants you to be read through these scriptures so that you can go binge watch your show, right? And the spirit wants you to take your time to understand what you read and worship God, glorify God. The flesh wants the word to go in one ear 
and out the other. The spirit wants you to live out the scriptures. And so when you are looking at that checklist of just getting it done, you miss the target. God is not going to force you to aim and shoot with intention. He's going to give you the weapon. He's got, he's giving you the word, but he's not going to force you to intentionally shoot your target. We have responsibility. We have to have that mindset and we have to have that discipline to be intentional with the weapons God has given us, right? It's up to us to use that weapon as intended. That weapon is intended to fight the enemy. The weapon is used to help us be better Christians. The more you practice using that weapon, a.k.a. the word of God, the more skilled you become with living the word of God. The more you read your word, the more skilled you become at living out the word. Reading it with intention now, not just skimming through it. Not just getting it done, but really allowing that word to saturate your spirit with understanding, with more wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Before you read his word, ask him, Lord, give me knowledge, wisdom, understanding of your word. Because in our own minds, we can't understand it. But with his help and he, as he opened up the scriptures, we will. So what I'm saying, create the checklist to help you get started with creating a guide for discipline. Or a way to set the time aside to sit before the Lord in worship, prayer, and reading. Make it for that reason. But don't compare that time to folding clothes or grocery shopping or any other task that you just need to get done. That part of, that part of your daily task is a lifestyle. It's a necessary component of your Christian walk meant to be approached with intention. Don't overthink it either. Prayer, reading, meditating, worship can be done at any time, okay? Don't beat yourself up just because it didn't get done during the time that you listed it on your list or or expected it to get done. I like to get my devotion done in the morning. I like to read in the morning. I like to pray and meditate in the morning because that's before my kids are up. That's before the distractions happen. But sometimes it just does not work out that way, right? Because every day looks different. But that does not mean that I'm going to skip it for the day. It's still going to get done, right? Don't beat yourself up about that. It does not matter. That does not matter. Okay. Dish the checklist. This, this, I can't talk. Dish the checklist mindset of just getting it done and spend some, some real quality intentional time with God. I want to leave you with Matthew 21. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 7 and 21 through, I think, 23. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Verse 22. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did not did we not prophesy in your name and cast out devils in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Like, what you mean you don't know us? We've been doing all these things on our checklist. We've been praying. This is not what the Bible said. This is me paraphrasing. We've been praying. We've been uh, reading your word. We've been going to church. We've been giving to the poor. We've been doing all these things. What you mean, Lord, you don't know us? 23, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. 
You see, it's not about the task that you are marking off your checklist. It's the relationship you build with the Lord. I'm not saying stop going to church because if you're saved, you're going to go to church. If you have a relationship with God, you're going to go to church because that is the place that he tells you not to fail to assemble yourselves. That is the place that he tells you to fellowship with other believers. That is the place that he says to come into his house. Right? You're going to do those things anyway because of your relationship with God. See, it's not about the task. It's about the, the relationship you're building with Lord. He knows you. He knows you by the fruit that you bear. What kind of fruit are you bearing? What kind of life are you living? What kind of, what, what kind of things are in your heart? How are you treating people? Are you forgiving as he says, forgive? Are you getting to know him? Are you sharing his word? Are you a disciple? Have you disciplined yourself enough to sit before him? You, you just reading and never living what you read won't get you to into the kingdom of heaven. Giving to the needy won't get you to the kingdom of heaven. Prophesying won't get you into the kingdom of heaven. You got to live this life for real. Continue in the will of God. Nothing this world has to offer you matters. Commit your ways, your thoughts, and your life to Jesus. Thank you so much for listening in for today's message. If this message has helped you in any way, any way, please, please, please share it. There's others who need to hear that. People are lost in this world. People lack understanding. People lack wisdom. People are perishing for the lack of knowledge. Okay? And it is up to us to share this gospel. It is up to us to share his word. Don't just hold this word for yourself and say, ooh, that really helped me. Share it with somebody else. Send it through a text. Post it on your social media. Do something to help somebody else. Okay? Thank you again for listening in. Until next time. Bye.